Here I go again Same old boss, same old friend It's just my place for security Place like home friends like you and me Here I go again Full circle books book co-op. I always want to say full circle bookstore, but it's not. It's the full circle book co-op because it's more than a store, people. It's a cooperative. And uh, it's in here in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls, the best little city in America. We're at 123 West 10th Street at Full Circle. The people here are kind enough to let us record our podcast every Tuesday night before uh, City Council, when they have City Council, and of course, fan favorite City Council Bingo, the uh, much beloved by City Council members. Uh, <laughs> as they continue to collect their cards, I, only, I can only assume they're making, you know, like dioramas out of them uh, with various, you know, accoutrements that go with that. I know Teresa Staley is for sure. Um, no, but this is, uh, this podcast becoming a thing, and a lot of times we have politicians on, and we've got city councilors on, and then we've had some just random people on who I know who were available. Um, and, I think that's how you found me. And, and told jokes, <laughs> but... Uh, there might be some truth to that. Uh, today, I'm very happy. This is a little different show. I got two guests unrelated to each other, right? I've had two guests before, but they've usually been, you know, part of the same deal, right? I got two guests today who didn't know they were going to be on the same show together. And right. that is... Hi, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's the way we roll this podcast. Uh, my first guest I introduce is Ben Hanton. Ben is a guy who I've known for uh, quite a while. We'll get into this a little bit later, but Ben... Uh, I think I met you when you first came to town. You were like 18 years old or something, yeah, right? That's right. I was 18, yeah. And you came from Mobridge, Millbank. Webster. Webster. <laughs> Very near Millbank. Very near it's Millbank. A, yeah, it's within an hour of Millbank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I've known you a long time. And we'll get into it. You, and you've, you've done a lot in this. You're still a young man. Yeah, so, I just turned 38, so uh, it's starting 20? to feel less like I'm a young man, but, but hey, doing. And you've since moved away. You are living in Yankton, running Ben's Brewing Company, uh, and we're going to talk all about that in a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, but I want to introduce my other guest today, Micah, Micah Kittleson. Micah is a, a musician of some renown, right? And Micah comes to our attention uh, because he used to play uh, open mics around town, right? Right. So Club David, uh, did you ever do the... Uh, the one over at, uh, uh, what's, what's uh, the joint? What's, on yeah, back yeah. In, got it. The old Frenson on 8th, right? Uh, what's the, the, the place? I was going to call it a dump, but that's not fair. It's a nice place. No, no, no. Wiley's. The one on Main Street. Wiley's. They used Wiley's, to have a big yeah. open mic night there. Went there last week. So uh, open mic specialist and uh, singer-songwriter. Is that fair, Micah? Yeah, I'd say so. And you are from Sioux Falls? I am. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, t- t- just give the folks just a little bit of background on yourself sure. how is it that you end up uh playing at open mics around various uh you know venues of ill repute sure. in the greater sioux falls area well my life is chaos uh so i tend to not book shows instead i just show up where i can where i can play and so yeah that's yeah. how you end up on this podcast right yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is perfect you've come to the house band uh of the patrick valley show uh micah kittleson that could happen Great. We could have a house band. Let's do it. I like it. I like How's the it. Pay? It's awesome. Uh, Just ask my uh, my sound engineer and my producer over there. Oh, the setup in the green room was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the setup on the technology was not. Uh, no, mm, no. We're still doing some. The thing is, is we're still experimenting here on the Patrick Lally uh-huh. show. And in fact, uh, with Micah here tonight, this is the first time we've had like live performance. Okay, so you, you people have come to the right podcast. Right. Let's be sure about that. Um, so we're, we're playing with some things, and that's what we do here on the Patrick Lally Show. We experiment. This is, this is like jazz. Right? It's like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and I love jazz. Because jazz you never hands. know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And you never know what you're going to get on the Patrick Lally Show. Um, I want to start a little bit. Micah, uh, we, we're going to have you play here. We're going to play a couple songs here pretty soon. But... Um, Say you uh, you're just not organized, which is which is uh, uh, a uh, maybe a metaphor for you just like to not have the stress. You don't yeah. like the. But how did you become a, a singer songwriter? 
That's how all those stories start. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Long story. I was born. Yeah. <laughs> You're from, you grew up in Sioux Falls? Sioux Falls, yeah. I grew up in Sioux Falls. And um, I, my mom is a musician. My brother is a musician. I come from a very musical family. And so I started out in chorus, just kind of how to sing formally. And, yeah. Um, Where'd you go to school? Went to uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, and before that, it was Edison. Before With that, Saeed. Was, yeah, it's, it's high school. I mean, whatever. Um, and uh, right now I'm attending USF. Um, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just kind of started playing um, because I wanted to write songs. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of started out picking along in my, my room and yeah. putting it to poetry. And Pick up a guitar and play, right? Right, yeah. So there's a whole song built around that. I pick up my guitar and play. Just like, anyway, um, that's cool. So, uh, and then did you start writing your own songs right away? You, you talk about poetry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I started playing first and then just yep. doing like covers. Uh, yep. like Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead was the first song awesome. I ever learned how to play. Because I had a B minor in it, on a bar chord. Yeah. And it was just awful to learn. Uh, but I love that song so much that I was like, I'm just going to push through it. I'm not going to be one of those people that oh, I picked up guitar for a while and, and then gave up because it was too hard. Like I wanted yeah. to really push through, so I did, and I'd like to think it paid off. So first song I ever learned to play, well, maybe the last song I ever learned to play was uh, the bass lines of "That's Entertainment" with that guy over there <laughs> <laughs> in a dorm room at USC. I still got it, man. Anyway, um, uh, this was an easy song. It was not a hard song to sure. play. Uh, so, and then you just, uh, do you remember your first gig? Like it's the first time you had to get oh, up and play in front man. of people that weren't your friends or family? Yeah, it was a uh, total drag records back in like, 20- and by that you mean it was really fun cause <laughs> not, it was at the record store. Not the venue. Yeah. 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 It was a total drag to play there. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I remember going into uh, the shop and, and asking Dan Nissen, uh, really nervous. I was so nervous. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, Hey man. Um, I just, from around here and I got some music that I'd like to play if I could get a show and he's yeah. like yeah like here we'll just send me a link to something and it's bad but um, he gave me a show and uh, that I mean, the rest was history the show itself did not go super well I was you know shaking and nervous yeah. and, um, but uh, have you learned to get over the nerves or no absolutely yeah really yeah I mean some you never, never do you never get completely comfortable but uh, you, you get used to being uncomfortable yeah. before going on stage so yeah do you remember what you play other than that Radiohead song? No. Um, I couldn't do covers, so it was a lot of... Oh, God. A lot of... Uh, Didn't have an ASCAP license. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nor does your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. It's only original music by people I know. That's the only yes. people who, who, who have signed the waiver, as we like to say. Or who, if I know the uh, president of their record company, also helps. Often the same person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's cool. So have you, you went from the record store. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine you've been back to the record store. Yes. Total drag. Yeah, they did welcome me back. That was, that was reassuring. Yeah, what's that, <laughs> what's it meant for you to have total drag in this town? I mean, it's, there's a lot of people know what total drag is, uh-huh. um, but there's many, many, many people who have never been there. Sure. Don't know where it is. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it done for you? I think the biggest thing is, um, watching 14-year-old, 15-year-old kids start a band and go to a local shop um, because they have something to say and they just love music. Because before Total Drag, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do think that the only place you could get a gig was at a show, or uh, at a show, at, at a, a bar. bar. Yeah, um, 100%. So, I mean, if, you know, you're yeah, just a little day, punk in high school. Black Sheep Coffee in town, yeah. Yeah. a few coffee shops, but I don't know that those gigs have been happening for a while, have they? No, and, I mean, that's few and in between. Yeah. They're, uh, they're and a people, coffee shop before yeah. a venue. And people go there to drink coffee, right? Yeah, right. Sort right. of like people came here to drink coffee, and yeah. then they had to leave because it was a podcast. <laughs> but that's not true. Every, everyone's welcome. I just warned them that whatever you say, your boss might hear. Yeah. So, uh, but that, that's exactly right. It's this place where if you're there, you're there because of music. For one reason or another, yeah. If you happen upon a bunch of fourteen-year-olds hammering through some original music, that's just a bonus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, where, so where did you go? Where else have you played? What? Where did you go from the record store? Let's see. Um, 
Right. Back to the record right. store. Back to the record store. Black Sheep Coffee. No, it's gone. Yeah, well, I started yeah. working at Cafe of Rose Street oh. down, this, uh, yeah, yeah. down the street from here. And uh, so I yeah, played a few I... times there. And that's a super easy show to get because, you know, I, I work there. So I <laughs> um, yes, ma'am. Would you like, here's your latte. I'm going to go play a song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, played Club David, you know, yep. for shows. And, well, the, and then the open mics. Right. Yeah, and a lot of it's been... That's kind of a crazy experience, isn't it? It is. You show up and you play. Yeah. How depressing can it be? How depressing can it be? Yeah, you get up there and you play and people are like... Oh. Oh, like the old show? Yeah, you get... Uh, <laughs> I've been to enough open mics, I know. Wild, crazy group of two people in the audience. Yeah. That are What's that like? Work. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> if it's not... If it's not what I expected it to be, I can always come back the next week. You can always leave, yeah, right? You can cut it short. Yeah. Thanks, good night. Yep, yep. What do you write about? Um, a lot of just you know, personal things, uh, just um, own thoughts, feelings, attitudes, yeah. uh, just directions of where I want to go or um, you know, where I'm at in the moment. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a little more political from time to time. Um, I try to be careful with that. I try not to speak on things with authority that I don't know anything yeah. about. Let me guess, neoconservative lyrics? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I was going by your appearance, man. That suit's killing me. No. He's not wearing a suit, people. I lie. So when you say politics, that can mean anything. Yeah. Like, specifically, you know, you're writing about, uh, you, you know. City um, Council bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big, hot topic for me. I'm very passionate about that. Foreign affairs. That sort of thing, but, but what does that mean to you, politics? What does that mean to me, politics? Um, I think they're incredibly important. I uh, I used to be the kind of mindset that I don't need to pay attention to politics, uh, and, but I've come to realize that that is a political belief um, because the people that um, uh, your employers, uh, your bosses, your um, people that have a say in what you do. They do care about politics a lot. Yeah. And um, if you don't speak up for yourself, then someone's going to do it for you, and that's not always good. So. Do you think um, people make assumptions about you because you're wearing a what is that? Lemons. Oh, lemons. Yeah, this is a good friend of mine. Uh, has a he, band called Lemons. Band. Yeah, his name is Jacob Lemmy. And that was lemons. perfect. Yeah. At least he's got a reason to call it lemons with two M's. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Jacob. Nice hey, Jacob. job, Jacob. Um, What's a political lyric to you? I mean, give me one. Of my own? Yeah. Tell me something you think was like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, screw the police. <laughs> we can swear on the show, but I okay. don't because I'm that kind of guy. But you know what I'm saying? I heard you drop an mf -er That was on, on purpose. Show. No, that was, yeah. that was totally on purpose, though. That Followed was the same. two S-words. That was, we were like, hey, we can swear on this show. <laughs> and then I felt kind of uncomfortable anyway, and dirty. I just wanted to correct the record. <laughs> you I think does swear was, on the show. That sure. was Hudson's fault. Yes. Yeah, it's clearly the case. Um, so, what is, I mean, when you sing about politics, what are you, is it, you know, because that can mean a lot of things. Yeah. You can be, you know, Creedence, mm -hmm. or you can be own bias. I'm trying to think of something current. Sure. I'm trying to get out of the 20th century and into the 21st at least. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, I guess a, a really... Chumbawamba. <laughs> yeah. They were awesome until they went really weird. <laughs> um, I, wrote, I wrote a song called Fuck the Nazis. Okay. See, I told you. you could, uh, no, that's, that's political. It's pretty, pretty politically charged. Um, so it's just a bold statement saying, hey, like, not here. Because Sioux Falls, we've had... Uh, instances of yep. neo-Nazis making presences, and uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna just stand by and be complacent about that. So no, there's one thing you can't stand, right? Yeah. There's one thing I can't stand. It's this bar and this cover band. That's, I'm sorry. It's a <laughs> Jason Isbell lyric. Um, welcome to my head. Um, well, cool. Um, are you gonna play "Fuck the Nazis" for us? Or uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have you play a couple songs. Sure. Uh, what are you going to play? Uh, I'm going to play one called uh, Gifted Kid Burnout Blues. Um, God, I know that guy. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's a, Is a it lot about of people. Him? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and Gifted Kid Burnout Blues. Yep. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you're going to play two songs for us? Yes. And then What's I'll play one called, um, oh dear, 
Um, it's a beautiful song that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote it, so. Uh, cool. It doesn't need a name, man. You'll think of it before you play it. I'll probably, yeah. I'll so just... you, need to, get, you sure. need to get ready a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to chat with Ben. Ben, what do you, uh, maybe you should have, do you have live music in your? I do. I book about 120 shows a year. Yeah. And we do an open mic night that's coming back in. We only, but our open mic's a little different. We only do it from January, February, and March. Yeah. So the off season for a lot of musicians. Right. And then one of them gets awarded a free professional music video. By you? Each time. Well, I bring in somebody. Oh, okay. Somebody with a three-camera setup and pro audio and lights. And every night it. you do this? Every open mic. Got it. And so what happens is the people who think they're too good for an open mic right. want to be there. <laughs> and the people who are trying to get some traction and get in front of an audience have a full audience. And they get to rub shoulders and talk with people who are pros who've been doing it for 20, 30 years. So that's, we're that's starting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's at starting. Ben's Brewing in Yankton. Right. Um, now, I don't need to, do I need to an address to find it? I know where it is, but if you're well, telling people where to go. It's right downtown in Yankton, so it's a pretty small town, but our third street is where all of the bars mm -hmm. pretty much are, and I'm at 222 West 3rd Street, so I have Ben's on the main floor, which is a bar that holds about 90 people. There's a patio that holds about 25, 30 people. There's a brewery in the basement, mm -hmm. and then on the top floor there is a speakeasy called the copper room and that's where we hold our open mic oh, and, cool. and, and all the live music that's open wednesday through saturday and that's craft cocktails so we are pretty efficient with space um you you got to be running the nicest joint in town right i mean I, i've been there it's great it's it's nice it's different we'll say that like there there were a lot of people doing the same thing for a lot of years mm -hmm. and so i think when when I was 23 years old and people heard that I was going to start a bar, people were like, why? This that town is full of bars. Yeah. So I'm, I've been doing it 14 years. I just turned 38. I started when I was 23. And I, had I would not have never worked, guessed it was that long. Yeah. I had not worked in a bar or restaurant before and, and said I was going to do this thing. And so what we had to do right away was be different. Well, we didn't have video lottery. We didn't have, we were the first smoke-free bar in the state of South Dakota, which of course everybody said, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and then they caught up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, it wasn't that I was anti-smoker. It was that I knew that's where I was going. Mm -hmm. Let's lead it. So on day one, we opened up smoke-free. And then, um, you know, we made craft beer and wine a thing because we weren't able to get a liquor license in that town. I got one four years later, but for four years I had to cut my chops on a beer-only license, basically, with no video lottery and no smoking, and, and it's worked. Just because you're cool? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to talk more with Ben Hanton in just a moment, but I think uh, Micah Kittleson is, is ready to play here. Micah, this is uh, not Fuck the Nazis. This is... Uh, Gifted Kid Burnout Blues. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Micah Kittleson. Uh, <laughs> Gifted Kid uh, Burnout Blues. Welcome to my show. 
Kittleson, Gifted Kid, Burned Out Blues, that was awesome. Thank you. Is that, uh, it's autobiographical, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gift, yeah, no, yeah. I got that. I think we all picked that up. Um, I should mention, I, I forgot to uh, uh, plug our sponsor. This is a sponsored podcast, Micah. This is no downstream <laughs> affair. Northview Bait and Tackle over on North Kiwanis Avenue. It's your home for live bait, dead tackle, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, self-storage, and high-end dog and cat food. That's Northview Bait and Tackle. Uh, best place to get worms. Unless you're a dog. Unless you're a dog. Uh, so that's that's great. Oh, geez. Hi. We've got guests. Hello. Um, no, that's okay. So Micah, um, are you gonna you're gonna are you gonna play another one for us? Yeah, that's all right. So so you were thinking about the song. Did you, did you remember what you're gonna play? Yeah. Um, it's called uh, When I Grow Up. When I Grow Up. There's a theme here, Micah. Um, when can we? When can people go see you? Next. Yeah, uh, probably tonight at Wiley's. Okay, well, <laughs> I get this podcast out about 8. For you early uh, adapters, you can go catch them tonight. When, sure. when else can we play? Um, I don't have, well, I do have a house show uh, this okay. coming Friday. Awesome. So if you well, want the address, I can get it. We'll look at, no, that's all right. <laughs> Not on the air, sir. Um, we'll be looking for you at various open mics. Micah Kittleson. And uh, you're going to play uh, When I Grow Up. Yeah. Awesome.
I should have gone to church this morning instead of found more time to sleep. I should have taken the garbage out, but I just couldn't make that leap. Oh, I should have done the laundry instead I slept till noon. I should have done the dishes, but I stayed in my room. Oh, someday I'll get up from church and do laundry, pay bills on time and buy groceries. Anything else than the dollar menu again. I'll rise early, go for a run, make a smoothie. Kale, carrots, and blueberries. I'll trade coffee for tea when I grow up. Kittleson, ladies and gentlemen, when I grow up, that was awesome. Thank you. You're going to stick around and talk with us a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, I know you've got some questions for Ben. Uh, <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah, Ben Sorry, sorry to spin this on you, but... No, that's right. I keep walk, watching these hordes of people walk by here staring at their phones, and I know you could say, oh, that's a millennial thing, right. but no, it's... No, they're old people. Young and old, and it's, is it like Pokemon Go? Or <laughs> I don't know. Is there a convention? Hordes of people well, staring you know, at their phones. Well, you know, and I, I say this with love, the bonus round opened up next door for yes. me. Yes. Oh, and that's... I popped in you know, there. You're talking about a different crowd there. Which is great. I mean, yeah. I, I, love the, I love the place. I love the bonus round. love the guys. But you're just getting a lot more people on their phones after they've been gaming over here. Okay, follow-up question. Yep. For your podcast. Yep. All right, so I have a podcast, too. And there's a couple things I'm observing about your method I want to learn from. Uh-oh. So one is you're standing. Yep. You kind of have this energy where you're standing and pacing yep. a little bit. Tell me about that. Well, I like to stand. I, when I did a radio show, I was... Uh, my, uh, my semi-beloved, short-lived radio show on uh, a local station here. Talk, talk radio. Okay, well, no, so we don't. Well. We don't talk about that because oh, it's not I their see. fault. <laughs> uh, no, no. Eleven four zero KSO, um, and actually, it became KSO Information One Thousand. Oh, yeah, which was unfortunate, but you know, that's okay. Um, had nothing to do with me leaving. Uh, I just got a different job, um, but. I used to want to stand, and I don't know if you know this or not, but if you ever go into a, like a radio yeah, you conglomerate, the giant board. you got the giant board. I knew yeah. how to run the giant board, which is yeah. something. But uh, FM stations all get to stand. AM stations all sit. It's the weirdest thing you'll ever see. Uh-huh. Now, maybe it's probably specifically to that particular radio group, Results Radio, but I have actually seen it in other places. And I don't, 
But I like the stand. So, so Jeff Harkness got what he wanted, but not Pat Lally. Jeff Harkness always gets what Jeff Harkness yeah. wants. <laughs> All don't, right, so don't let that diva, diva ever fool you. Last question, and then, yep. then you can have the show back. That's all right. No, this is fun. Right. So you, you, you're quick and you're in flow. You jam. You just you got a question and a question and a question and a question. Thanks. And like the way I roll is not as cool. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, tomorrow I have a podcast with Nate Wells from Vermilion. He's yeah. the economic development Nate's chair. Nate's awesome. I know that today they just raised $2 million. Yep. We've got to talk about that. So I have all these bullet points written down ahead of time. You, your sheet in front of you has my name spelled correctly on it and we've known each other for 20 years that's your, <laughs> those are your notes and everything else is off the cuff so how, do, how does this work uh you know i think it's a lot of years when i was a report i was a reporter and an editor for a long time and when i was a reporter um i was lazy right because i'm lazy and no. it's a true story and um i would do some research i you know i but oftentimes i would end up and this happens a lot particularly when you're in smaller papers where you just get, there's a guy here, go interview him. Okay, you have, you have no context. Just right. do it. Right, and um, um, I can't remember if it was McNeil or Lair. One of those two guys from the McNeil-Lair report wrote this book, and he was a reporter in Dallas, and he would talk about how they always just would, there's, you know, the, the sheik of Saudi Arabia or whatever is at the airport, go interview him, right? <laughs> and, and he would always just show up and he would say, What's it like to be the blue? sheik, the sheik, <laughs> and go from there? Oh God! And and I realized that's what I do. Yeah. Right. Uh, I just show, when I have to interview somebody, um, even if I know what I'm going to talk about. If I covered politics for a long time, and um, a lot of politics is just show up, ask the question, boom, boom, boom. And I, you know, there are people who are really good at that. I have friends, uh, particularly in radio, who show up and. Boom, and the question just is like, you can see people's face go, I don't have the answer to this one. And it's, it's awesome, that's not me. I, I show up and I say, hey, I'm Patrick Lally. I work You're wearing for, a green hat today. I'm wearing, How'd you pick that up? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's, um, I think ultimately it helped me because I needed to get into the flow of answering yeah. questions and find something interesting that was interest not, me. Not a bullet point. Right, that yeah. I wanted to talk about and yeah. I wanted to write about. And so that's what, that's where I come into this. Some, I mean, I sometimes have questions. The other thing I realized when I was a reporter, I would write my questions out and I'd never look at them. Yeah. Because to, to read, to look at your questions, to read your notes and all that kind of stuff, you gotta look down. Oh, for sure, no doubt. It's hard and, to be in a conversation when you're looking down and getting to the next question. Right, right. and when you're, um, when you're a political reporter, the worst thing you can do is let one of those sons of bitches look, not look you in the eye, uh, right? Because they're going to lie to you. Oh, that's why you're, the interrogator look is on me. Right. I'm just a bar owner, man. Yeah. <laughs> At ease. Sir, were you in that strip joint? Yeah. Uh, it's been a bit. Um, been a bit. <laughs> uh, but, that, you know, I mean, it's, it was uh, really trying to listen. And because, again, covering politics, public policy, that kind of thing. You have to listen to what people are saying. Otherwise, you end up just parroting what they said. Yeah. And you didn't understand what it was. And if a reporter comes back and, they don't under, and they're trying to... When I was an editor, I learned this. If you come back and you can't tell me what the story is, just look me right in the eye. I'm looking at Micah now. And look me, tell me what the, You didn't take the time to understand what it was you were writing about. And if you don't know what it is you're writing about, you can't tell other people what it is. So get out of my newsroom. Which did not endear me um, to a lot of... I'll say it, millennial reporters. But oh, jeez. Had to go there. I went there again. My, my studio audience, they're sick of this stuff. Yeah. They're sick of the millennial talk. They're going to walk on out of here. Anyway, thank you. But, uh, ben, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. So tell us about your podcast. Oh, so I have a podcast called The Lanyard. Here's a yep. lanyard for you. Thank you. God, uh, you got merch. I have swag. Producer, get my producer well, on this. You know, when somebody comes on your show, you want to give them something to... Wow help remember you and also to tell their parents where to find it, right? You got one of those for me, right? JK, JK. You brought me, now this, let's just point this out. You brought me uh, Kenny Pepper beer, a big one. Yeah. 32 ounces. Yeah. 32 ounce Kenny Pepper can of beer for my wedding gift. I did. Don't tell my wife. It's for Jacqueline. <laughs> it's for Jacqueline. If you'd have brought a, this much wine, we'd be in business. 
Sparkling so, rosé in a 32-ounce can, now we're that talking. That is not, oh yeah, no. that is not sparkling rosé. This yeah. is Ben's Brewing Company, uh, ale, candy pepper, uh, ale with jalapenos. Yes, it's a, it's a light beer that has 15 pounds of roasted jalapenos, flavor and aroma, but it's not hot. It's really nice. No, we, but, we love jalapenos in our house. I do too. Yeah. So the podcast is just simply uh, a way for me to selfishly sit down with somebody for an hour hear their story about how they're making their business work, how they're making their community better. I used to go to a lot of conferences, and mm-hmm. then I had children, and that all stopped. So, uh, now <laughs> how many kids do you got? I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Yeah, so oh. I tuck them into bed every night, and that means as a bar owner mm-hmm. and somebody who used to be really involved in going to conferences, mm-hmm. things had to change. Mm-hmm. So now uh, the lanyard is the way for me to get people to have the lanyard like you get at a conference, but nice. to do it for an hour during the day, and, uh, and then also just share that story with other people. That's so, pretty awesome. So you focus a lot on um, business, community development, community yeah. issues in the Yankton-Vermilion corridor? Uh, there's a lot of that. I would say there's been more Sioux Falls guests than probably any other locale. But probably 90% of the guests have been from South Dakota. Yeah. I've done 42 of them. So 42? Started That's... in January. So. You do? Oh, really? So you yeah. do it like almost daily? It's, no, it's a weekly. So my goal was to start with 50. It's, oh, okay. It's no, October, no, I got man. it. No, the, the... Yeah. yeah. That's so, why the leads are turning. Yeah. <laughs> so and... no, we're going to, the goal is to hit, you know, one a week average. Yeah. You're, well, welcome to podcast number 12 here. I'm not nearly as proficient as you. Well, but I'm jealous of a lot of the things that you've got going for you, which oh, is man. how you do what you do, man. Thanks I want to be a better interviewer, and you've got it, so uh, that's why I'm just here to learn. You're very kind. So when do you, you tape at your bar? Where do you tape? Um, so I was. We have that speakeasy upstairs, yep. and I was doing that, and that was working out pretty well, but it's, you know, there's a lot of coolers running, there's air conditioners, and I'm kind of a little bit of a... What do they call it? Misophonia, where you hear that those phonia, where you hear those right. weird sounds. So I ended up renting a, a building across the street, and I have my own dedicated studio for a once a week podcast. Wow, nice. a little overkill, and I've sound deadened That's right. it. But, That's awesome. Um, we didn't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should think about it. We did have somebody jump in a few minutes ago. Like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. that was That's cool. what happens when you have a live show. That's right. That's why we do it here. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a so you have, you've got a very much kind of a thinking man's podcast, right? Um, I mean, this is this is like you know you've got it going on. I'm trying to think on here, but I am having beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You are you do own a bar. That's all. true. So yeah. uh, you always got to kind of humble yourself, or I do, because sometimes you do get in these deep conversations with the you know the prioress of Sacred Heart or the lieutenant governor, and and, I, and then I'm like, I just really want a drink can i yeah, have somebody right. on the show who would have a beer with me no that's why we that's why we uh, have the podcast here at the full circle book co-op your uh i should mention it's a conservative communist left-leaning bookstore and cafe in beautiful downtown sioux oh. falls that uh very uh, graciously allows us to do this here home of antifa apparently because i heard somebody earlier say <laughs> they don't like nazis <laughs> <laughs> hey well you have uh you should have micah uh, i sent him a link uh for our open mic contest, we, we just definitely want him in. We so. set it up right here on the. Yeah. Now he's got to get to Yankton. Maybe you could bring my brother, <laughs> slash producer, yeah, right. who's never been to Yankton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's never been to Yankton because it's a good seventy minutes away from here. Well, it's way off the interstate. Yeah. Which, by the way, I do want to say, as as somebody who didn't grow up in Yankton but has grown to love that town, that Sioux Falls like. Yankton's so far away thing drives me crazy. <laughs> How many times somebody says, the next time you're in Sioux Falls, let me buy you a beer, a cup of coffee. I'm like, dude, cars go both ways. <laughs> so i got to take this opportunity. Do you want to come on my podcast or is that too far no, away? No, I'll come on your podcast. I love Yankton. Awesome. So Bring your brother. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, well, yeah, we'll go. We'll make it a road. Micah, uh, uh, my producer, me, my sound engineer, we're all going on Davey. to Yankton. Yeah, I, own, I, own, I don't mean this to be a, a prima donna or anything. I bring my own sound engineer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. I just made that up. Uh, so, 
Uh, so the Roadcaster Pro. So like one button, one guy can run the whole dang thing. And a awesome. guy who used to run a, a radio show with a board I ten times that. that size. You know, you one could, of the great you things. You could lay off all of this staff. All of it. You know, one of the great things about working in radio was learning to do that. Yeah. Because I'd been on radio a lot over the years, just because of politics and different things. And I wanted to learn how to do it. And when I started, they were like, well, I mean, you, you don't have to, right? Yeah. We got Dan, the producer. Yeah, right. Um, hey, and, who used to be in Yankton. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and, but if I did learn to do it, Dan could do a lot of other things. So I wanted to. I did it, and it was, and it was a gas. It made, but it made it, like, real intense. See, right. I always thought your role at 1140KSOO was the reverse Rick Noby, which is that Rick started off in... My predecessor. Yeah, he started off in business, went to politics, went to journalism, mm-hmm. went to radio. Mm-hmm. You were going to go from journalism, radio, to being the mayor, <laughs> and then finishing your career in business, but... You then are in business. I am in business now. So I work for when does the mayor thing happen? Not going to happen. That's why you do all this, uh, right. this city commission bingo thing because <laughs> you're trying to plant a seed in your audience head. Like, I can see him hanging out with those people. Oh, no, no, no. Gosh, his I, name bet you, I bet you I won't even be able to get the mayor, current Paul Tenekin, who's always gracious enough to come on my old show. But getting him to come on a podcast, that might be a little It's much. a little low right now, yeah. I would think yeah. so. Because then all the other podcasters would want him on. And, you know, God bless my friends in the podcast world, but he ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> now, there, apparently there are more local podcasts, including yours, than I knew. Oh, there's a lot. And there are a lot of them doing tremendously well. And, of course... Better know, than this show, clearly. Although, did they have a bait sure shop as a sponsor? Because you, right, and also you have a live studio audience. Mm-hmm. You have two, two sound engineers working on this thing furiously. Take one on a laptop. A band, a house band. I got here. a house band. I got Micah Kittleson yeah. house band. Also, I keep. I'm not kidding about that part. I keep getting dings about like you're tagged in a photo. So I mean, that's there you your go. social media team. <laughs> My social media yeah. team. But, also my sound engineer. Yeah, you know, you have people like Scott Hudson who've been doing it for years and years yeah. and years. Scott's and great. Done it successfully. See, I, we, I think we keep talking about bringing him back every week too, because he could do this, uh, do his little get out of town trick, and that yeah. could be that could be our hook. You yeah. know what I mean? In a, in, a, in a world full of local podcasts, that could be what differentiates us. Yes. That in their fine studio audience. Yeah. 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 Woo! Well, and also you can order kimchi here at the Patrick Lally Show. Like the only podcast in Sioux Falls where you can get kimchi. Been a guest on another podcast. I could not order kimchi and a beer at the same time. Was it in somebody's apartment? It was because I've been on that podcast. I, it was not in an apartment. Um, it was out at the uh, what do you call that place out by Southeast Tech? Um, Southeast Tech. No. University Center. Oh gosh. Zeal. Zeal. Thank Got you. It. Yes. God, somebody's running a podcast out of zeal? Well, you know, occasionally you can That's drop like in on those. That's like a taxpayer-funded podcast. Well, Socialist. you're in. Meanwhile, you're in a liberal <laughs> No, no, I'm in Antifa headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the conservative communist left-leaning libertarian bookstore oh, in Right, I forgot. You have us confused with somebody else. Yeah, you're, a, you're a journalist, so you've got to be fair and balanced. That's right. Uh, no, uh, Justin and Sean, who, uh, Jason, Justin. Jason and Sean, who are old friends, place. yeah, they're they are, they're they're level-headed dudes, man. Yeah. They don't need any of this. Absolutely. They actually would invite all of that. I oh, absolutely, and you know that's how. So you know you talk about left versus right. So when I worked at Tempest, which yep. was okay, well, we're bringing up Tempest, okay. right? So when I was at Tempest and when I was a young ideologue, super left of center, involved in a lot of political campaigns, and one of the best educations for me I just did things kind of in reverse order too but was starting a business so at mm-hmm. 23 when you know everything yeah but let's take it now I've, I've been meaning to ask you this right. the whole time your history is actually uh, very interesting because you, you came to Sioux Falls 20 years ago when you were 18 but you had already started a business you had a business when you were in high school true Tell me now. This is you a little do, your producers fact. do research. No, I was just. I met you. I don't know if yeah. you told me this. Well, I saw you write my name down and ask me how to spell it. So I was <laughs> to make sure that we were still 
friends. Yeah. But you, you started a business in high school. Tell people about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I had started a multitude of businesses when I was in high school, and one of them... In Webster? Webster, South Dakota, yeah, Northeast South Dakota. <laughs> so I had started no less than 20 businesses. Really? And that's how it works if you want to do anything in businesses. You have to fail. And I had failed plenty of times by the time I got to 15. So I found one that worked for a while, which was that I built and sold computers back when Gateway 2000 was customizing your computers. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can do that on a local level. And I, my target audience was specifically, you know, I had some people who needed their first personal computer at home, mm -hmm. but really it was targeted at people who were going off to college and were gonna get their first PC. And today, that's a different world. We, mm -hmm. we all get the MacBook and mm -hmm. you know, we know what we want. Back then it was, everything's custom. What can I do for you? And so I built computers took it online and yeah. Uh, I you sold it. computers online? Yeah, and I, I, I sold some to Japan and Canada and high school. And, and in fact, you sold a lot of computers online. It was pretty good. Um, I wasn't rich from it and I still was in, I mean, I- Really, Ben? No, <laughs> there, was, there was definitely credit cards involved. And you know, it's like anything. People show you a side of themselves that looks yeah. like everything's happy, but why am I not doing that business today? <laughs> if everything was wonderful. So did you? So why did you get out of that business? Well, there I can tell you what I tell people, and I can tell you the, the truth. truth. Okay. So what I tell people is that when I became eighteen, mm -hmm. I needed to try something new, mm -hmm. and so I was just going to sell off my assets and my business and go off to college and learn something new. But the truth is, if things were banging, I would would have delayed that process. <laughs> and so it, that's a BS story you say, and when you get older and you start to have kids, you realize none of that matters, and mm -hmm. I am who I am, and if people don't like me, I still have kids who will greet me at the door who are like, oh yeah, that's your role. So uh, the truth is that, you know, the business was fine, mm -hmm. but I probably could have, with diligent saving, made more money working for somebody else. The uh the the, uh, the myth is much better than that, you know. It's a myth, though, and... The myth of Ben Hatton is pretty good. Well, I don't know what the myth is. That you... That you first of all, that's, that's probably four people who know that. That's true. So it doesn't matter. And three of them are dead. Yeah, so it's just matter. me. <laughs> Look me in the eye, Hatton. Look me in the eye. It's the same thing that, like, when I go and... Just and, a second. There yeah. are 15 city buses... All, so parked out, oh, all parked out in front of the uh, But only, only somebody who's consumed with running for mayor would. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't, the myth was that you did everything of, of the myth is true, except for the part, the, the separation part. Where I mean, I. The I, myth I, is that you sold it and made. Not, I, when I, and rich. I did. I did, right? I did sell it. But I didn't sell it for like, oh, now I don't have to pay for college. <laughs> like that. It was like, oh, now I got beer money for my bills. Yeah. You know, that it's, and then you came to Sioux Falls. I came to Sioux Falls. So I did graduate high school a little early and I uh, came and got the, they had four of the top, the region scholarships at yep. Augustana. Yep. And I got one of those. And so that was the $32,000 scholarship. And a year into it, I was quit and out. Really? Because I love Tempest Magazine so much. <laughs> because of you and no, because of your legacy and what those people had done. So, no, I, I got consumed with the magazine business and worked on it all the time and did not focus on my studies. studies. And you, studies. in fact, went to Fort Collins. I did, yeah. I and started a little newspaper out there, and one of the Tempest co-founders or Woody was he's the you're a co-founder yeah. right? yeah yeah so Craig Ellerbrook yep. gave a little seed capital to that too yep. and uh and I did that for who I think is gonna be the guest on the program next week by the way by yeah. the way I could and, and I love Craig but if I could meet Craig a hundred times and he'd be like hi Craig Ellerbrook he, he <laughs> like, like at least you wrote my name down spelled correctly <laughs> well he's he's a big deal um, so, so, but you went to Fort Collins, but it's, as my memory serves, you, um, you sort of got uh, crushed by 9-11, right? 
Well, isn't so, that, isn't so that I, think that, I think that is fair to say. Because so, the world uh, changed. Well, right. And, and I don't want to be at all flippant about like, what matters in the world. Right. Uh, a 19-year-old kid who quit Augustana to go start a snarky newspaper to talk about arts and mm -hmm. music shows and food in a free weekly newspaper was important to me. It wasn't important to the world. And you really found that out on 9-11 when all of a sudden everybody's advertising budgets in the world stopped and they certainly stopped for something that was snarky and maybe ephemeral and not as important. And so, yeah, when you have... That's fine, except when you have a runway of like a month to, to live on, to buy your lunch and pay your rent in a place where you don't have friends and family. So yeah, I created a newspaper that I think was really cool and ambitious in a town that needed something like that. It, timing was terrible. I was young and I wasn't deep pocketed. So yeah, when I came back to South Dakota, and by the way, we brought in the big guns. Like we brought in some old Tempest ad heroes mm -hmm. like Craig's wife is yeah. an amazing salesperson yeah. Yeah. and there was no money to be spent on something like no. that at that point so I think we were about eight months into it when that thing just uh oh <laughs> <laughs> and it was called what was it called Rooster Magazine Rooster did somebody just say that out there oh, yeah oh, that's from the oh crowd oh my god wow there's your legacy hand base nice <laughs> well that's that's pretty incredible so uh, let's let's go all the way forward okay. right by the way, Mikey, do you have any this questions like for that? It feels like therapy, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Mikey's got a, I, He looked like he had a question about music in four counts. Oh, no, I was just thinking about uh, oh. beer. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> We're all empty over here. Yeah. It's a long yeah. podcast all of a sudden. Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. All right, so do you brew beer? We do. So we. I started, when I say we, it's just, I started it by sure. myself, but it was... Uh, excuse me, 12 years into a bar that we really launched this full-scale, nice brewery. Sure. And it's in our basement, and so we've been doing it for about two years now. And I've got the old fire marshal from Sioux Falls as my head brewer, and he's wow. amazing. So he That's retired awesome. at, at uh, 55, I think it is. That's when all yeah. firefighters retire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why we aren't firefighters, I don't know. I say this to my friends all the time. What were we thinking? Because you retire at 55. Ho, ho. Only somebody 50? who's consumed about when all of his workforce is going to retire. <laughs> think about that. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so okay, all right. I mean, I'm just burning question about what the, what's the deal with, with Stouts and Porters? Are they, the different, are they different names for the same thing? Let's uh, get into it. Yeah, so they're, so in all beers, it's kind of like, have you ever heard the line of all Scotches are whiskeys, not all whiskeys are scotches. So some of those same things fall into these different categories. So we can talk about porters that are robust. So we brew a toasted coconut porter. And its characteristics would, to me, fit very much into a porter. I might not say that they would be a stout. Now, we could talk about Guinness. We could talk about we like could. a dry Irish stout. Right. And Let's. then we can talk about these milk stouts. And we could say, are those two things really in the same planet? Sure. So I think the categories to me have a lot less meaning than they did at one point. Now they still have impact in judging competitions, but what you find out is that there's not five categories of beer like we say. Sure. There's like 80. Also, all those guys are drunk. So well, what, I mean, they can't that's, judge, they're just that's that's true. Oh, oh my we God. got another round. Did you put that on my tab? <laughs> right. Oh, Davey really? bringing us- Another beer. round has arrived, I don't know who, Where'd you get the, uh, what is that? I can't say it on air. Oh, okay. Just kidding. No, no this is, uh, this is Fair State's Mary Universe. Uh, earlier I was drinking the uh, drum roll APA by oh. Odell. Odell. I'm drinking the... Uh, Which, uh, by the way, is Fort Collins where I... That's true. Burned out. That's all right. You've got fond memories, I was the though. gifted kid who burned out. If <laughs> by the way, I was in the and gifted program, by the way, and you nice. know, burned out and it happens. I almost broke the... Mixing board. Um, and I'm having a Surly Furious, which oh, is still remains one of my favorite Surly beers. Bald and Furious? <laughs> no, <laughs> there was a Twitter bald, handle for that. Bald and Surly. Oh, it's Bald and Surly. Oh, you said Furious. That's funny. My Twitter handle is bald underscore N underscore Surly because it was early and I didn't realize 
it was 2008 or whatever it was when Twitter came out. I don't. I would never do it again. But that's my handle. But it was not because of the beer. It's because of the bike. Are you verified? Yeah, because of my days in the media. Uh-huh. And I get. I still get messages from people on Twitter, direct messages. Dude, how'd you get verified? Uh, get a get a job in a Just media organization. Truly authentic. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> it hasn't been revoked. Yeah. You know, like they haven't found out like, that I'm no longer. Gannett can lay off your. Check mark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've revoked your health insurance and your verification on Twitter. Right. Oh, I can pay for health insurance. Um, so uh, let's. We're talking about beer here. Yeah. Um, you, but you don't just sell beer at your brewery. You are you're a distri- You can buy beer, Ben's Brewing Company, in this city, right? Uh, true. So that's why I'm in town today is to see you. And then also to check in on a few places that are selling our beer and to say thank you and here are some upcoming beers. So so we are in, I don't know, today maybe 45 locations in this. Really? Southeast South Dakota. And then we're going to, it's not announced yet, but probably next week we're going to announce that we're going to go to Mitchell here on Watertown, Aberdeen, and then my hometown of Webster. Which, well, you just did. Yeah. Well, does this break tonight? Or yeah. We- yeah. Oh. You're screwed. Right oh, after no. this, I start loading. No, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, if somebody gets matter. 55 minutes into the podcast yeah. and realizes that they've got a scoop Mitchell, on Mitchell, what? <laughs> <laughs> Score. Um, but, no, truth be told, like, I was not sure about the idea of distributing beer outside of my own bar because... Yeah. The whole money-making prospect in a brewery is selling it in your own bar. That's yep. where all the margin is. That's where all your quality control is maintained. You're telling the correct stories. If I come in there and you say, what's that Westside Park taste like? I don't have to hear you cringe when I hear you say something strange, right? But what I've learned is that through distribution is that there are a million people out there and more importantly, in my immediate area, who have no idea that we exist. Mm-hmm. And every time they discover our beer, they're like, I didn't know Yankton had a brewery. I've never been to Yankton. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a trip. And when they yep. come, they have a flight of beer. They have a couple pints. They buy a T-shirt. So they have, yep. It's a $100 tab. And so the whole thing is, is not only do we want you to enjoy our beer in Sioux Falls and some mm-hmm. other place, but we really want you to come visit us at the place it's made. You're just an ambassador for the flying community of Yankton. That is know. true. Have you seen the mural I put up for that town? I have. You, I love you've that been town. you've been having you actually have uh, had an effect on your community in a way that a lot of people um, don't. I mean, you know, you're not from there. It's Yankton. You think it was incestuous, and why would you move to Yankton? But you've I don't want to say you've changed the community, but you've had an imprint upon the community. Well, and that's purposeful, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, so I do love the town. I had early memories of that town from Boy Scout camps, from WNAX, where my uncle used to work. And I do love that town, and I do love that it's about 18 degrees warmer than my hometown of Webster. <laughs> but I also uh, just remember that I was treated well there. And mm-hmm. so when I, and then I think sometimes when people are townies or they grow up in a town, they mm-hmm. can forget that. They yeah. can forget what makes a place special. And so me not being from there, I think occasionally I can help tell their story because, cool. because I love the place. And that's yeah, why I also, choose to live there. A couple things. One, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, Yankton was once the uh, territorial capital. Of oh, territory. haven't heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the dude who uh, shot Wild Bill Hillcock, hung there. I don't oh, know if you knew that. <laughs> nobody ever, nobody ever brings oh, that up. By the way, I'm laughing. You guys do or don't know that? Because <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that a lot in that talk. Uh, three, the river's awesome. Uh, four, if you're a big fan of the movie Tremors, he's wearing a hat from Sapa. In our Alcoa extrusions in Yankton, South Dakota. Get up! Yeah. <laughs> well, see, those are all good Yankton stories. And we could continue on and on and on, but that would go against the, uh, the ethos of the podcast, which is... Which is that you need to listen to the city council meeting because <laughs> you're to be the mayor. <laughs> so uh, I've committed to being on your podcast at some point. Okay. We'll have to figure that out, right? I do occasionally take it on the road, too. I just like cool. to extend the invite to... Well, that's come good. To I get a, I'll get my driver, and uh, we'll come on down. Because if I'm going down to Yankton to uh, do a podcast with Ben Hanton, 
gonna drink some beer. Yes. Right? I'm not I'm not driving myself home, people. <laughs> Come on now. Let's get serious. Uh, but thank you, Ben, for coming on Thanks, the show. Sir. I really the appreciate it. Ben Hanton, owner of uh, founder of Ben's Brewing in beautiful Yankton and a podcast called The Lanyard, which you can find on all your podcasting platforms, correct? Yep, not just SoundCloud. I'm on everything, you are? right? <laughs> yes, I, I just, I posted oh, the on the links are to SoundCloud. The links are to SoundCloud. So today I was listening to some old ones on the way up. I'm like, if I exit this web page, I can't listen to a show anymore. I, no, no, so it is fine. on Apple. Yeah, you can get oh, it on I'm those. subscribing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so what I just learned is that you didn't know anything about this podcast until you were driving up. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, and uh, Micah Kittleson, in uh, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. Catch him at almost any open mic night and uh, very soon in Yankton. Yeah, and yeah we expect, I guess so. Well, you know, I didn't ask you, which I meant to, uh, recordings. You lay down any tracks, man? I, I haven't had much interest in recording. You know um, what? I can hook you up with somebody. Okay. <laughs> that guy right there. My sound engineer. Davey, he just brought us beers. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's uh, licking you up to sign a contract. No, don't do it. Um, thanks, Micah. You're awesome. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I'm, I'm serious. Just stop by anytime. Cool. Play a few songs. We'll have some fun. That's the way this podcast works. Uh, and I should mention a couple things. One, again, I always forget to thank the great and powerful Rich Show for letting me oh, use his music for In and Out. Uh, uh, thank you, Rich, my brother. And uh, uh, Northview Bait and Tackle sponsor this program on North Kiwanis Avenue, just off Russell, where you can get live bait, dead tackle, propane, propane accessories. What are their hours? All. All hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's eight to eight every day. Because a bait shop, you know what you don't do when you're a bait shop? Close. Bait shop's always open. Uh, for instance, say you need some bug spray, like I did the other night. You know what's open? Bait shop. You know what they got? Bug spray. And tackle. And <laughs> propane and propane accessories. And live and uh, self-storage. Uh, and high-end dog and cat food. It's where I get my cat food. Uh, and uh, it's oh, good gosh. stuff. What, oh my God, now you're, you're making, spilling all You're spilling beer. Good Don't man. touch anything, Hanton. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. I think I've uh, done this before. And my good friends at the Full Circle Book uh, Co-op, the uh, left-leaning, conservative communist, left-leaning, oh. libertarian bookstore and cafe here in beautiful downtown Sioux <laughs> Falls on West 10th Street. And to my wonderful studio audience, everybody, thank you very much, and we will see you next week.